Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hi, this is your host, Bethany Moore, from NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice from the National Cannabis Industry Association. In these episodes, NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice sent our microphones to interview speakers, exhibitors, and attendees at NCIA's fifth annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. Stay tuned to hear more from industry leaders and experts. I've got Peter Vogel here, and he's from LeafWire, and that company is here to help connect investors with entrepreneurs in the cannabis space to boost this economy. Welcome. Uh, thanks for joining me for a conversation, Peter. Thank you, Bethany. I appreciate it. For sure. So it's important to connect people who need money with people who have money. So that's what LeafWire is here to do. Can you tell me more about that? Yes, sure. So. Uh, we were started by a group of investors in the space who saw a need that there was less money available in cannabis than there is in other spaces like tech. And the group of investors in cannabis who is typically trying to get that money is a little less experienced or sophisticated than in tech. So it's a, a lot of people's first time business. So there's a gap between those people and the people who have money. So LeafWire is built to fill that gap. We're essentially kind of like an angel list uh, for cannabis. So angelists exist in the tech space, but they don't operate with cannabis companies. So we're here to fill that void. We're here to uh, be the connection platform for not just investors and cannabis professionals, but also cannabis professionals to other cannabis professionals. So in that sense, we're kind of like a LinkedIn. So pe people can join, they can network, they can connect, they can see news, they can find jobs, and they can meet investors. So we're kind of a one-stop shop for all of the above. That's fantastic. So Investing in tech has its own risks, of course. A piece of software or something could not end up being useful and millions of dollars go down the drain. In cannabis, there's a different kind of risk in addition to that kind of risk. Obviously, it's federally illegal. Are you finding some of the investors who are interested have, they, they have some hope for the future or they just have... They're braver than other investors? Or who are these people that are willing to put their money on the line for the cannabis industry? Right, so that's a great question. And it's, as anyone who's uh, raised funds in cannabis knows, it's not easy to get money in cannabis. Uh, one thing to keep in mind that most people don't realize is there's two kinds of companies in cannabis. There's the plant touching and the non-plant touching. And if you're investing in a non-plant touching, or they also use the term ancillary in this space, so if you're investing in an ancillary company, which is actually what my company, LeafWire, would be considered ancillary, because we're a financial website that serves the cannabis community. So we don't touch the plant, we don't sell the plant, we don't get money from the plant. Uh, so investing in companies that are ancillary is essentially no different than investing in companies that are tech companies, that are media companies, that are in any other industry. You don't have the exposure to cannabis. What, and and that, that's what does attract a lot of the newbie investors. It's easy to dip your toe in the world of cannabis by investing that way, 
companies that serve the cannabis community but don't necessarily have the legal exposure that a grow does or that a extractor does or that a dispensary does. Uh, and obviously those are totally different investment opportunities and a lot of people like those. But I would say the opportunities that are easiest and kind of most straightforward for the newest people are those ancillary companies. And uh, one, one thing most people don't realize is there's about 15, actually it's probably growing now because California's been going crazy, but it was 15,000 licenses. You might know better, but it's probably up to 17, 18,000 by now. Uh, the estimates are that there's probably three to four times as many ancillary companies as there are licensed. So if there's 15,000, there's probably 60,000 ancillary companies. So there's a huge amount of companies out there that need funding, that serve the cannabis community. And that's what Leaf, LeafWire is trying to serve that whole community. All the companies that need money, all the companies that need employees, all the companies that want to share news, they want to announce products. We want to have this platform that's 100% friendly and business for cannabis. Awesome. Well. As you kind of alluded to, not only are there more and more licenses being issued in various states, there's also constantly changing regulations and compliance issues to keep in mind. And hopefully some of the panels here at the Cannabis Business Summit, as well as some of the exhibitors, are here to kind of provide that information, provide that insight. I'm sure you're finding a lot of investors as well as entrepreneurs need that education, right? So being involved in the National Cannabis Industry Association is a great way to bring all that information together. How's your experience so far with with our education and, and with our expo floor? Uh, so far, it's great. I've, as a exhibitor, I haven't been able to really leave the expo floor, but uh, the, I think the turnout's great. There's a ton of companies, lots of really interesting companies. Uh, the the crowd so far is uh, is great. I mean, we just got here this morning, but uh, it's been the, the aisles are jam packed, and we're we're members of NCIA. We're believers. We we love we love all the industry associations that help provide education, help provide uh, information, support, advocacy for the whole community. Uh, one of the things we really believe in at Leafwire too is not just being a connection platform, but providing news, providing information, education uh, to help people uh, feel more informed and they're more likely to uh, become investors. So a big part of what we do is not only help entrepreneurs uh, create their decks, meet investors, help them learn how to get meetings, help them uh, learn what what not to do in a pitch deck, uh, in addition to helping investors learn about things like what, what's an ancillary company, what, what is 280E, like what are the laws in my state? Uh, most, a lot of new investors don't know any of those things. So. Yeah, try explaining Section 280E of the tax code to somebody that had never heard of it before, and they'll go, what? Or the banking crisis, for that matter. Uh, we actually produced really great educational videos that are animated to try to explain that. So I'll be sure to send the link to you for that. And anyone else looking for those, they are on NCIA's website. Um, so... Wow, it's, it's, it's an incredible day. 7,000 people here today. Thank you so much for joining us and telling us more about LeafWire. How can people find out more information? Uh, the, the best way is just to come online at leafwire.com. Uh, it's free to join. Anyone in the cannabis industry can join, create an account just like LinkedIn. So you, you come on, you create a profile, you can connect with people, you can read news, you can look for jobs, uh, and then you can, if you need to, you can connect with investors. So it's really a community for 100% cannabis professionals. We, the, we use the tagline, uh, like, we power the business of cannabis. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for telling us more about that, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your conference experience. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Bethany. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but stay tuned to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Join us in Anaheim, California this October 22nd and 23rd at NCIA and CCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference. With 60,000 square feet of expo floor, over 3,000 cannabis business leaders, and over 100 thought leaders and policymakers, the California Cannabis Business Conference is the place to learn how to navigate the world's largest adult use market. Register today at www.CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back to hear more from NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm here with Tamar Moritz. She is the California Regional Director of BDS Analytics, and if you have not known, BDS Analytics have made a couple appearances on our network on several shows. So, Tamar, we're so happy to see you here at the show and happy to have your presence. Thank you. So, we're going to focus mostly on California and basically talking about what's been happening here at the show because obviously, uh, Mr. Bingham, you know, all the respect, we'd love to have you back on our air. So, let's go ahead and make that happen in the very near future, we hope so. But when it comes to the information that you're providing and you're talking to people here at the show, Give me a little bit of lay of, of what you're learning and what information you've been providing to some of the people you've been meeting. Well, that's a great question. I mean, I think we're at a really interesting uh, transitionary period in the industry right now. Do you want me to hold this? Okay. Uh, um, a really interesting transitionary period in the industry right now, right? We're seeing um, a lot of companies coming out of the July 1st uh, crisis. Um, well, hopefully coming out. Um, as we know, some will make it, some will not. And we are seeing at this trade show a lot of external interest from other industries looking to come into the cannabis industry. Now, this isn't surprising. Um, we all knew it was coming, and we're seeing it accelerating, this external interest. And um, that's definitely one of the bigger trends I've noticed is uh, folks coming up and just looking for an introduction to the industry. So when it comes to California, you said yourself, there's been a little volatility within 
issues with an advisory board, with just some of the changes that have been made, the licensing changes. And for those that have been growing, you know, and going through all this transition, and making sure their numbers stay up and they continue to grow. Uh, what have you been seeing, you know, in a broad sense? Well, we're definitely seeing an we're seeing an evolution in the the types of products that consumers are purchasing, right? So, you know, with adult use coming online in California, you're seeing a, a few different consumer demographics, right, coming into the industry, and uh, these consumers are, you know like my mom and my you know cousin who is a 38 year old female with two kids right they are these are the types of people that are starting to explore cannabis as an alternative to other um, products and um, substances that they consume in their day-to-day -day life and so as that new consumer is entering the market we are seeing new products coming into the market to accommodate this new consumer and of course we're seeing just an evolution in what consumers are purchasing so flour is losing share still a growing category but it's losing share to products that are much more familiar and palatable and I guess less intimidating um, to the new the new adult use consumer and so of course tinctures topicals um, uh, you know low dose edibles uh, you know, mints and um, even gummies. I mean, even gummies are, are you know one of the biggest product segments in uh, in the candy category, in the edibles category, and so as this new, yeah, you're just gonna just you're gonna see more and more products evolving to even inhalers and pills and such. It'll be really interesting. All right. Now, one of the things you've been showcasing here, I noticed uh, at the Cannabis Business Summit, is the Green Edge. Tell me a little bit about that. So, Green Edge is our analytics platform. Um, uh, it's where we publish our our uh, retail sales tracking data, so you're able to log in and and see what categories are performing well and what which aren't. And of course, we drill all the way down into the brand and item level, so you can see what brands are doing well, um, who's succeeding and making it through these turbulent times, who is not, um, uh, and of course, understanding you know what types of products are selling. Are we seeing a trend in? You know the increase in purchase of uh, low dose edibles. Yes, right. As these new consumers are entering, they're and entering the market. They're not exactly looking for, you know, a hundred milligram smack in the face the first time they uh, they consume an edible. They're uh, they you know they're starting with the two and a half milligram, five milligram products, and so um, yeah, these are exactly the type of insights that one can glean from the Green Edge platform. Excellent. So, the kind of questions you're getting asked for. Asked about by the people here at the show. Uh, what's a common theme? Common theme. Oh man, that is a good question. I feel like there's a lot of themes. Well, that one question <laughs> or that one subject that everybody's talking to you about. Mm, I would say that federal legalization is a big topic when is that going to happen um <laughs> now comparing it to what's already going about to happen in canada in october um i mean when people are asking are they hopeful that that change is going to happen i mean do the numbers tell that kind of story sometime in the future and how soon um i think in terms of uh, if people are hopeful i think it depends who you're talking to um you know i mean for some people this evolution and of course you know as soon as we have federal legalization that means that you know, true investment can come in and uh, we're going to see a lot of um, more, even more external players, the more risk averse external players coming in. And um, as that happens, a lot of small businesses is, is going to get pushed out. And so that is that's pretty devastating. But um, um, on the other hand, you know, I, I, I t 
the timeline on that that's the tricky thing right and i don't i don't know that i'm i don't so so do you know do we have a few years do we have a few months you know exactly it's a lot of unpredictability but you know i can just imagine a lot of people are just they're asking it's like you know it's to legitimize everything and to get to a point where you're already offering that legitimacy that you you have numbers and you're crunching numbers that showing Look at where this company and this industry is, and why other companies outside of the mainstream should start investing. I mean, the investment as soon as legalization was made prominent in Canada, look at how many billions of dollars got swapped around. We're waiting for that here, and I think that's what everybody's looking for as well. So, Tamar Moritz, first of all, quickly, uh, California Regional Director of BDS Analytics, tell people a little bit about where they can find more about Green Edge and about your services if they can't be here. How can they find out? Absolutely. So um, uh, feel free to check out our website, www.bdsanalytics.com. Pretty straightforward. And uh, and um, you should see a, you know, a few or a decent uh, assortment of uh, data available and insights. Yeah, yeah. We provide a lot of free insights here. And, and you know, we subscribe to our newsletter. We regularly do free webinars and uh, send out, you know, data tidbits with our newsletters and um, speaking engagements that you can come see us at, where we uh, generally provide lots of good and free information. So, um, yeah, just go to the website and everything you need to know is there. <laughs> and I see you here in the NCA lounge, just looking right now behind you, and there's a screen that you have a flat screen up here showing all these different great, beautiful charts right now, talking about candy vape categories driving sales in their respective adult use markets. And all this information I'm sure you can find on the website at bdsanalytics.com. So go looking for it. I mean, amazing wealth of knowledge you provide to us. Say, our, give our best to Roy. Thank you, Tamar, for being on with us. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but stay tuned to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. The 2018 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo is just days away. August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Don't miss out on a jam-packed weekend of education, speed networking, powerful keynotes, plus our can't-miss networking mega-yacht event, High Tide. You still have time to join us in Miami August 24th through the 26th for the 2018 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Don't miss out. Log on to usccexpo.com and register now. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. 
Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back to hear more from NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm happy to go and welcome on the founder of iHeart, Jane and Jane Technologies. Uh, unfortunately, you, uh, our friend, was not able to be at the show directly, but his team was there and exhibited, and he has some things, uh, some takeaways from the show floor that he could pass along to us. That uh, is Socrates Rosenfeld. Sock, thanks for being on Cannabis Radio once again with us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Absolutely. So from a lot of the interviews that I got to go and do along with uh, Bethany Moore and, and others on the show floor, the real traction going on with the show was uh, a lot of things are happening where you're seeing a lot of new faces, a lot of new people coming into the, into the space from other sectors, definitely a much more professional uh, presence is being made at every show going forward. And I was just wondering, you know, with your team, what kind of sentiments you were getting from the people that uh, your team met on the show for? Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree. I think, you know, there is a, a level of maturity that we've seen and, and we, we include ourselves in that in terms of, you know, we, we've been going to these shows now for the past two to three years. Um, and it seems like every year, this word pro- professional just gets more and more professional. I would say that we're, we are we are learning about this industry. Those that are in the industry are are learning more and more and pushing the envelope. Whether those are ancillary uh, services, e-commerce, CRM, etc., point of sale systems now are becoming much more sophisticated. Obviously, um, things going on farther up the value stream with cultivators, distributors, etc. That's where you're seeing, in my opinion, a lot of movement um, coming either from private equity or outside the industry that are looking to get involved. So whether you're looking at it from bottoms up or tops down in in this market, it looks like everybody's getting a lot more sophisticated and a lot more knowledgeable. And um, the the playing board is kind of clearing up at the same time, you see a lot of different joint ventures coming together, partnerships, et cetera. And I think our people are understanding, number one, uh, I, those that do one thing very well will win and, and probably a close number two, you know, those that do number, you know, one thing very well will win if they can also partner with other best in class solutions. And that's what we try to do and, and something that the, the event has provided for us. Talk to me about what what kind of themes or what kind of things that were maybe just not in the normal purview that mm. the people at your show, that were at, exhibiting at the show, the questions that were being asked, the topics that were definitely yeah. new and current that are uh, bringing a lot of relevance, something that you wanted to see, that you were surprised you were hearing more about. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, maybe maybe we were listening with with big ears uh, for our own selves, but we heard a lot of talk going around uh, the ancillary space. So, you know, two years ago when we were talking about e-commerce, it was it was met most of the time with you know, whether they're operators or investors to say, hey, we're 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 just we're really focused on plant touching um, companies right now. We're really just focused on getting our license, whatever whatever the, those responses were. And now what we're hearing uh, a, a lot of talk around 
is around these ancillary technologies and to see how they can better either bring uh, more growth to the top line of these operators or, you know, make more efficient the bottom line, help them save costs. And so now e-commerce in our lane, something that we're very focused on, it's almost as if every dispensary is now coming up to us and asking, hey, what's the best way to incorporate this multi-channel shopping experience to provide not only a a top-notch, best-in-class shopping experience in the store, but now operators are starting to think about how to provide a best-in-class shopping experience that starts, you know, from their website or from a marketplace. Um, and that's something that we weren't hearing two, three years ago that we are that is quickly becoming a paramount topic uh, at these events, similar to um, the business summit and, and any other summit that we've gone to since then. So I'm here with Socrates Roosevelt, founder of iHeart Jane and Jane Technology. I got one other question for you, and this. This is something I've been getting uh, what, of just my experience on the show for is that you feel that there's a corporatization in mm. the in the in the in a kind of a bureaucracy being made. Obviously, mm. you know that's where NCIA is coming in, where they're helping to make sure that a lot of things at the sector right now in this very it's still early phase, as you could say, developmental phases of this sector becoming such a big, prominent, uh, permanent fixture for business uh, just in the mainstream very soon. I wanted to know what your thoughts are about the possibility that we are getting to those days where some of those corporate giants or some of the, some people are going to be coming in to really structure along uh, just how cannabis is going to be operated and how yep. you feel about where that's going. Uh, and if you're feeling the same way. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point and, and a very relevant topic as we continue to move forward and you continue to see prohibition going away in all these different states. Here, This is my thought and our thought is, um, you know, we have some outstanding operators in this space already. Um, and it's, it's up to us, those that have taken the risk and have moved into this space two, three, four, some decades before uh, to advance this industry in the right way. And so what I mean by that is, you know, if we don't police ourselves, there are going to be bigger corporate entities that come in here and exploit the fact that we can't police ourselves. And so, you know, what what can we learn? In, in, in our specific lane, we watch at how online e-commerce in other industries have actually served to compete against brick and mortar retailers. Right. And so we don't want that. We don't want the cannabis industry to turn into an Amazon only show. We love the fact that this is a very local industry built on the shoulders of, of local community people trying to do right to their neighborhoods. And so what I mean by that is here we are, we want to, advance and provide a best-in-class e-commerce solution to our dispensary partners. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we um, we provide a best-in-class solution that's not just for the cannabis industry, but for all of retail. And so, in our opinion, let's use this time where Amazon is not getting involved, where Walmart can't move in, the quote-unquote big corporate businesses can't move in, to say, okay, what are the things that we love about big business, the efficiencies, the organization, the technology, 
And what are the things that we don't like about big business? Oh, the fact that it consolidates the majority of value at a very few stakeholders in the market. It's not a local, um, you know, there's no local focus to big business. Let's teach big business how to merge those two worlds and let's have it born here in the cannabis industry. So um, by all means, you know, I think that comes from those that are in this industry today need to ask themselves a very important question. Why are we in this space? Is it to uh, turn a quick buck and then sell out in two years? Because that's not going to help uh, the, the millions of patients that benefit from this product, that's not going to help the, the, you know, the hundreds of thousands of small jobs being created. I think we all have a responsibility as stewards and plank holders in this industry, number one, to preserve the history that has gone from the, the likes of you know, people working through this in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, etc., that have been thrown in jail, that have you know, sacrificed their own lives. That's number one. And now number two, the newer entrants, like a Jane Technologies, moving into this space, what are we going to do to preserve the tradition? And what are we going to pr- do to preserve the community focus, the patient focus that has worked so well for the me- medical markets as we transition to more of a, an adult use market? And I think only then um, will we have the voice to go against and, and stand up in front of big businesses and say, hey, if you want to participate, we welcome you. But this is our rules and this is how we're going to play. And, and, and the, and the, you know, the wheels are in motion already before big business can come in there and strip out all the beautiful things that we've worked so hard to, to preserve. And I'll tell you, I believe NCIA has done a great job with the types of businesses that are coming together at a show like the cannabis business summit, because I don't think people are here for a short term cash grab. I really think everybody's coming here with a commitment for the long yep. haul. And I really feel that from everybody that I met at the, at the show floor. My yep. last question for you is, are you looking for yourselves if there's a particular, now obviously there's a window for the time that we get complete, the prohibition's completely lifted, which is gonna happen Sunday. I totally believe that. But is there a window where you feel like, there? That's that is the window, is that the point where you feel like big business will want to intervene is mm. it, are we going to have mm. that happen beforehand is there a time where you say to yourself how 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 does our business need to be set and ready to compete with everybody in the space right how what's the time frame for that because i think everybody might need to have that now there's not a, a hurry yet but i think there should be a window saying okay a five-year plan in place by this point we should be yep. here yeah, I, I would, I would venture to say it's somewhere within five years, plus or minus a few years. Um, and, and you know, it's it's really the descheduling of the drug that everybody is looking at. Um, you know, from one down to two, prim- primarily for the the fact that now we can run you know medical studies against this and have some real uh, data behind why this plant is so effective in treating so many symptoms that we see. Um, I think you're going to see after the descheduling of the drug, that is when SEC backed companies don't no longer have the barrier to move into this space. You're already seeing participation from big alcohol, big tobacco, big pharma, not necessarily in the U.S. market, 
but in the international markets to include, you know, our neighbors up north in Canada. So if we can use that as a proxy to say, okay, look at what Canada did and now look at every big corporate entity moving into that space, that's going to be only accelerated if and when the U.S. market um, gets rid of prohibition. And, And in my opinion, the definition of that would be the descaling of the drug down to from one down to down to two, and at that point, you'll see an, a, a huge influx of uh, corporate entities moving in. And now, for us, and I think for most players in the space, we have to be prepared for that starting today. And and there are some that are trying to do joint ventures, some that are trying to go public, some that are trying to gain market share. Um, you know, all all of those are on the table. I think at the end of the day, though, we have to go back to basic, basics and ask yourself the question, what value am I providing and what value is my company, my brand, my, my, my technology, et cetera, what are we providing and how do I make that value, sorry, sorry for repeating the word, so valuable to the industry that when an Amazon comes in, you know, the community and the industry says, no, well, actually, this is so much more valuable to us. Whatever the answer is for these companies, that's really what we should start thinking about you know, you know, and now. It's a matter of, I know we have to wait for the government to make some of these things happen, not focus right. on decriminalizing, focus on descheduling, focus on a repeal yes. altogether. Yes. But what you say is very true. All eyes in October are going to go to Canada we're going to see, I think they're going to make a few mistakes. And obviously the way the government's set there, we're going to see a lot of things that, you know, right. we can apply to what will happen here, but we're going to see it first, firsthand and see what will happen. And I think that's going to make a big difference on, as to how our government and how America will, will handle this and finally open the doors all together. Thanks for tuning in to these special episodes from the conference floor. You can join us in Anaheim this October 22nd through 23rd at the California Cannabis Business Conference. Learn more at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. And thanks for tuning in. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.